Welcome everybody to Bobby Talks, dot, dot, dot. Those dots are there to tell you that there's always more to the story. Today, I'm starting something called Conversation with Friends. And uh, I wanted to start first and foremost with a friend that I know now going on four or five years. Um, I want to paint you a picture though real quick. Okay. Should I close my eyes? Close your eyes. Everybody at home, close your eyes. Here's what we're going to do. You're driving down the road, 75 miles per hour, wind in your hair, sunset. Hell, maybe it's, a, maybe it's even later at night. Don't know. Don't care. But I want you to look at something. You're sitting there with your buddy, maybe two buddies, maybe you and your girl. I don't know. Some of the best conversations you have in life come in those moments, right? Facts. Late night after the club, Taco Bell, come home, everybody's yeah. shooting it, everybody's solving all the world problems. That's some of the best conversations you have in life Absolutely. right there. Our thought process here was, hell, why not we put the video camera on, press record, and just see what happens. So ladies and gentlemen, today, my friend, Justin Jett. Justin, how you doing, man? What's hey, going on? I'm doing great, dude. Good, so buddy. So happy to be here. I appreciate it. So Justin's coming in from Ohio. Yep. Where exactly? Pioneer. Pioneer, that's right. right. So border. our drive? Uh, about 40 minutes. Okay. Depends on how fast you're going. <laughs> so uh, he's a little, uh, he says, Rob, I've never heard myself talk on <laughs> camera before, so he's a little self-conscious. Um, where do you want to start, man? Dude, I... Set the floor. Set the floor. Set the floor. Uh, I'll give you three, four topics. You tell me where you want to start. Right now, we've got kids getting ready to go back to school. Yep. We've got... Uh, the whole pandemic that still continues to grow and gets right. bigger and bigger and sometimes smaller, depending on what side of part of the country you're on. Yeah. Black Lives Matter, the protest. Do you want to talk about the peaceful protest? Do you want to talk about the violent rioters and where you land on those things? Uh, we can talk about, you Let's know. Let's do it all. Want to do it all? Let's start with the kids, though. Okay. Let's start with the kids. Let's start with the kids because you're a father. Yes, sir. You've got three kids of your own. Three boys. Three boys. He just had one. Now is two? Almost two. So what are the ages of your kids, man? Uh, Thomas is 10, Xander is 6, and Jordan will be 2 in February. Okay, so we were just talking off camera about you're, you're going to be doing some homeschooling this yep. year. So talk to us about what made you make those decisions, kind of the things that went into that. Well, uh, mostly it was basically because of where we're at and where we want to be are two different things. Okay. So uh, it, it's a little bit of that mixed kind of with some of the stuff that we were finding out about how they were going to be going back to school. Okay. So I didn't really like what I was seeing from the way the school was set up as far as the partitioning and the way they want the kids in and out of the school and how it just seemed too military-ish, I guess okay. you'd say. Prison? Prison-ish, yeah. Okay. And it, it so, just wasn't something I was comfortable with. Do you think it's got something to do with, like, um, school for kids is supposed to be this experience? Right. This, um, I mean, there's obviously learning supposed to take place, but you want them to have uh, memories made. Right. Um, and that, that just feels like something that, um, although you're going to have memories. We're all going to remember this yeah, year. We're going to remember this school year for sure um, if we get through it. But like, so you're just saying it felt too, military is a good word for it, I think. Just structured, almost too yeah. structured. Yeah. No freedom for the kids no. to be kids. No, and then, you know, they, they got to wear whatever the heck they got to wear on their faces. Uh, some states have different age groups for that sure. stuff. Uh, some states, like, uh, I think Ohio is doing some face shield stuff. Yep, we are too. Yeah. Uh, we have, if you can't wear a mask, if you've got right. a medical uh, release form that says you can't wear a mask, right. you have to wear a face shield. So it's, there's no way around it. 
It's, no. it's one of those things that's going to be literally staring you in the face as a reminder every single day. Right. But my problem is that later on in life, I got to go back and explain to my kids why this was such a huge waste of time, energy, and money. Like, <laughs> that's the worst part about this whole thing. So you think, uh, so you kind of fall on that side. You, you're not one that believes it's a hoax, though. You believe that no, people exist. No, I don't believe exist, it's then. a hoax. Sure. I think it's a real virus. But the problem that I have is that there are so many other things that go on in this country already that kill way more people than what this virus has even touched. Sure. And and it's kind of funny that some of those things that you can talk about is like heart disease. Dude, heart disease. Obesity, right? Yes. Some of the things that comes from that. And we don't seem to want to change our habits on those at all. No, because then you're infringing on somebody's rights. Personal beliefs. Or yeah, yeah you're not even personal beliefs, just freedoms yeah. to make those choices. Yeah. And then it's like, you, you know, you, you offend people when you call them fat okay, or you point out or try to have a conversation with them about being overweight, they get offensive about it. And they, they shut down or they, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what is the, uh, you know, it's funny you say that because there's a lot of truth to those things. Is it something that with the obesity or with the heart, is it because they have those freedoms and now you're comparing it to COVID? Don't we kind of have that freedom to make our decisions of whether or not? That's what you would think. Okay. You would think that that would be our, our decision to make, whether we want to wear a mask or send our kids to school with, with those type of uh, procedures in order or even let our kids play football. Do you think there's something to be said, though, with the idea of you can eat as unhealthy as you <laughs> possibly want to, yep. but you doing so doesn't really impact my life whatsoever, where in this case, you know, like with a COVID case, everybody you know, could have it as an asymptomatic and you don't even know they have it, and yet now you can pass it to me. So it's right. a little bit different. I think it feel like it's a little bit different only for that. I agree with you in the sense of like, man, we should, it seems like at this point, economy, we've got to kind of get going. Those yeah. that can, those that are on the, 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 the right side of the data should be out there um, uh, with the malls, at the movie theaters, right. uh, just kind of stimulating the economy in any way they can. Right. Um, I think there's a little bit of a difference though between those two, but there, I definitely understand what you're saying with the, the the freedoms to choose, the freedoms to do so. Well, yeah, and well, the thing for me is it, it's more than just freedom to choose. It's <clears throat> they put on you this 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 idea that this virus was going to just destroy everybody. Okay. In the beginning, that's what it was. Right. Like, this thing is something we don't know about. It's going to run rampant throughout our country. Stay home. Don't go out. And then you find out that it's really not as bad as they thought it was going to be. It's mild compared to the things we've had to deal with over the last 12 years. Do you think it? Do you think we fully know what it is yet? I don't. I. Uh, yes and no. I think they have a good enough grip to kind of control it but I still don't think that they know everything about it like they should. Let me ask you this. Uh, I was having a conversation earlier with a colleague about if they were to report, and I, I just want a disclaimer this, that I understand that this is greater as a greater risk than the flu, right? but that's just compared to the flu. right? So like you were talking about compared to like a heart disease or some of the other things like heart attacks that can kill millions of people per yep. year, um, we seem to be focused on this this, this virus, uh, right. this microbe that seems to be, we don't 100% know what it is, but we kind of have an idea of what the data is telling us right now. Um, I guess where I'm going with this, though, is that I was having a conversation with a colleague earlier about the idea that um, if they were to report the number of flu cases that came out every single day, 
we would react the same way. It would be alarming. You would hope so. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm saying in the sense, if we heard every day, a flu, another another 100 cases of the flu today in your county, you would right. be like, holy crap, Bob, I should be afraid of this thing. Right. This because it's being issue. presented to me that way. Yeah. But we've gone on for years now. Yeah. Like the flu doesn't even bother us. Get off of me. Yeah. So why now? Why? What makes this time different than before? Well, why this? Why this virus? Why this time in history? Why us? Why do we respond this way? Uh, here's my idea with it, okay? And this is completely subjective. This is just me. Sure. This is not anybody right. else's ideas, but I believe that this thing was set loose on purpose. Ah, so you're, you're part of the uh, China, like a warfare type thing. I don't even know if it was China. I can't even say that it was China. I don't know who did it. Okay. But it, stuff like that doesn't just leak, bro. Like things like that don't just leak out of a lab. You you don't oh you don't think so? No, I don't think so. And my thing is though is that I think that you know uh, it, it it was as bad as it was going to be in the beginning. Okay. And I think that the and this is political, but I think that the Democrats have taken it and wrote it, and they're trying to ride it all the way to the election, all the way to victory, all the way to victory, and they are using it as that wheel. It could be their defeat. That's what I mean. Could it could be, but yeah. I don't know that it will be because I see a lot of momentum picking up because of this thing. Everybody wants to point fingers at the president and say, oh, man, you handled it so wrong. Who would have handled it better? Well, when you say that, when you compare it to other countries like South Korea, um, some of like uh, uh, Germany, some of the European countries, um, yeah. what, do you, what do you think the reasons that they did things so much different than we did? And they've seen they have a better control on the cases. Why, why do you think the data shows that? Because here's the where I'm at with data. What bothers me about this generation of people, not just generation, this time of people in history, in the American, in the United States anyways, yeah. there seems to be in a, a complete, um, almost purposeful rejection of data. Yeah. Like, I don't care what you're saying to me or how much evidence you have to show me something. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter because doesn't matter. I've been told to feel a different way. Right. And therefore now I'm going to e so emotionally respond yeah. that way that evidence and data doesn't matter anymore. Right. And How did we get here? Facebook. Social, social media. Social media. Social media, the internet, things okay. being widespread so fast. I mean, uh, last night, I believe it was, I saw a post about a, uh, a law that was passed in California. Okay. Okay. And it said, uh, whatever the parameter is, 145 passed, that means that a 21-year-old person could sleep with your 11-year-old daughter and it's okay. There's got to be more to that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Got to be more but to that. But it's those things like that. Just that, the headline. Yes. Just, just the headline. Just that headline right there. It's clickbait. To try right. To trigger you. Right. But okay. there's no... There's no uh, no links to the actual California website that okay. tells you the laws and what they mean and all that. You know why? You know why? Because they're counting on most people not even digging deeper into, right. that, into that article in That's the first right. place. So now I read that mm -hmm. and I share that. And now people are like, holy crap, California, oh damn liberals out there in California. They're, they're letting you sleep with 11-year-olds. Yep. Yeah. That's what's happening. So what did I do? I get online. I go to the California website. I actually get a screenshot of the actual law and oh. what it states. Sure. And it was nowhere near any of that. The law was just basically to help, not to even help, but to kind of take away discrimination from the gay community. Okay. 
because in California, apparently, if you are 18, you sleep with a 17-year-old, you're charged with... with uh, pedophilia? Pedophilia, okay. sexual... Some type of whatever. sexual crime? Of, yeah. Okay. So, like, that's only for man versus women. Okay. If you were a male and slept with uh, a male 17-year-old, you become a registered sex offender. Really? Yes. Okay. So that law kind of just... So the hypocrisy is just in the, in the law itself, yeah. is there? Okay. So the, that law just kind of equaled the playing field. It gotcha. just said that if anybody does these things, they are subject to be on the sexual offenders list. Okay. So... So we reference uh, social media because I, I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Um, the problem with, with the information portion of it, though, is that, is that since you have that clickbait headline and somebody clicks on it and there's nothing there, you, you are the minority of people who go further to try right. to dig to see what that actually is. Right. So you're in your um, information stage of life, not in your affirmation. You trying are, to be. You're done being told what you already know and feel. You're trying to be told something, almost like a scientist would. Like, I'm trying to disprove what I just read. Right. And, oh, it ended up being true. Well, in that case, it ended up being false, but, like, you did the next level work. Right. It feels like majority of people aren't doing that anymore. No, the, I guarantee at least 80% of us aren't doing it. They're seeing what they see on social media, and that's what they take as fact. Well, we're in trouble. That's a problem. And the problem that I have, though, is just the amount of ignorance that's thrown on our youth. Okay. That is my biggest issue with I totally, it. I understand where you're going with this. Keep it going, though. I, I don't care if you're an adult and you want to be blind. Right. Go ahead. But don't be poisoning the youth. They don't. How, how else are they going to do it? This their children. I mean, I mean there's, it's a cycle. But, well, then that's what I mean, though, is it, 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 you share something that is non-factual, but right. you don't care. Right. My son sees it. Right. So my son starts to think that way. Right. That's an issue. It is. That's the, and that's why parenting is so important yeah. because you're supposed to have those conversations with them about, hey, did you go next level? Right. Did you uh, validate what was shared? Did you, you know what I mean? Yeah. All these uh, next level ways of uh, just kind of justifying the things you read. Um, but that's, that's just adding to the list of things parents have to do. Yeah. And it, today it's, it's got to be harder today than it's ever has been to be a parent. Especially with especially with the technology that these things have with teenagers and Snapchat and, and all the youth pornography that's out there with all that stuff. I mean, it, it's next level. I, I can't even it's imagine terrible. being a being a parent. And you've got boys, so yeah. And that's the other thing about it is that having boys makes it a little bit more difficult because some would say it's easier. No, I mean it's easier to a as a parent to raise boys. I okay. would say that. Okay. But I don't have girls, so I don't know the experience. You right. know what I mean? You don't have the perspective. To speak. I can't. Yeah. I can't be uh, uh, knowledgeable on that side of things. But what I do know is that trying to tell my kids that what they're reading online is hard to do. Right. But it can be done. You know, there's filters and things like that, which are nice. But at the same time, some of that stuff's going to slip. So let me ask you this, Justin. Let me ask you if what is the point of I mean, I, I know the greater picture point, but I'm going to ask you if nobody's paying attention, nobody cares what the actual facts are like you did all that work to find out what that law actually was versus what that headline was showing. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter because I don't care because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take that headline. If 80% of the people are taking, which I don't know if it's 80 or not, but that's just a number. If 80% of the people are taking that headline as factual and you're in the minority on that, 
why at what point do you say fuck it like uh, i i i what because who's your audience who are you talking to oh, they're just proving I mean. they're just proving everything you're saying they don't yeah, care this guy's you, brown you know that's the thing is is i go back to the kids it's just like coaching okay. it's just like coaching you you're trying to explain how to run a play to a group of kids who's just talking to themselves right so it's kind of like you got to keep pushing yeah. you got to keep going the greater good trying yeah the greater good the end result is so terrible. People don't understand what's going to happen if we continue on this path of information with no, uh, how do I put it, uh, research. So, yeah, I talk about that every single day with it seems like somebody new. Um, you know, the other issue I have, though, is that I, there seems to be, obviously, I, I had this conversation maybe with you a couple times, I don't know, about... Um, where the country is at right now. Everybody says, oh, like, we, you know, we're going to continue to be more divided, more divided. We can't get any more divided no, than we are uh, right now. Aside from... 50-50 is the most divided you can be, and yeah. we have met that. Yeah, I believe that. But aside from us being at war with each other, where every day we step out of the house and we're fighting, like, that's, that's our next step. So uh, second time I've heard that today. I uh, I I just I totally disagree with that. And but okay. but I understand the uh, hysteria of why people are starting to believe that. I had a I had a fifty some year old man today who I consider to be a highly intelligent person say Robert. Now he believes that if the Democrats win, civil war is inevitable. Now I keep hearing this term civil war. To me, it's the weatherman complex. I think it's one of those things, that, and what I mean by this is that, have you ever heard a weatherman who's almost smiling from ear to ear about the hurricane that's about to destroy yep. an entire coastline of people, yep. and he can't stop smiling because he finally gets to do some work? Right. Right. It's not the same mundane thing every day, right. but it's almost like he's like, God, I hate that this thing is here, but by the way, category five, shit, almost a six, that doesn't even exist, but... Hurricane, you know, Velotine showed up. And I love that you use that example because me and Ashley were going to the school yesterday for cross-country practice and the fire truck pulls out of the fire department screaming sirens. <laughs> and every dude in the truck is, is smiling and laughing. And <laughs> it's terrible at the same time. It's like you got to kind of be understanding because they finally get to do what they train to do. What they train to do. Right. You're right. It, but, but the weatherman complex, going back to what we were talking about, is like, I hear that shit. I hear that stuff being said by people like civil war, civil war. And it's like, do you want a civil war? Like you saying it so much. It makes me feel like you don't understand any other ways to achieve anything other than like, first of all, conflict resolution. How can you achieve it without fighting? There's the diplomatic way. And it sounds to me like when they talk like that, like that, it goes back to the John Wayne America that I cannot stand about we must solve our way and our differences this way. Okay, so, and, and I feel you on that because the older I get, the more I want to move away from physical aggression. Aggression. Or assault. Okay. okay. Uh, Solutions. Um, although I do find them very, very necessary at times. Um, but I do think that part of our society kind of trying to put a damper on the physical altercations has what's also led us to this point of being a soft-hearted America. Okay. Where you say something, it hurts my feelings. It wasn't like that before. Right. You could blow things off. And then somebody had to say the right thing. Right. To get you to snap. A trigger. Right. Yeah. 
you know, what's funny about what you said though, is it's different now too. Like it's even deeper than that. It's next level. So like what you said was, I say something to you, it hurts your feelings. Right. I think that was 10 years ago. I think where we're at now is I say something to you, Joe Schmo in the corner heard it. Oh, He's now God. offended oh, for God. you, telling you how much you should be offended by what I just said. Definitely. There's too much of that crap going on. So it's even, it's, 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 it's way deeper. It's, uh, it, it's a problem. Um, I'm not sitting here validating and saying that I should be able to make fun of you or say something to you and just spout out of the mouth. But as they talk about on Joe Rogan a lot, it's the, it's the overcorrection and trying to get right. that pendulum to kind of swing back. I think that's where we're at right now with the Black Lives Matter. Dude, I don't even know what to make of the Black Lives Matter anymore. Well, you talked about necessarily violence. I think at the beginning, at the very least at the beginning, with the uh, police precinct that got caught on fire Mm -hmm. at the very beginning, um, to me, that's what's considered, and I know this is controversial, but to me, that's considered necessary violence to say nobody got hurt, okay? It was a planned thing. It was organized. It sets a statement. Now, I don't, by any means, do I believe that you should go out and do that. But I'm also not a part of an oppressed people and have been for years and years and years. Right. Here's my thing. Um, what What is going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, in my opinion, and uh, this is coming from someone who grew up with in Detroit. a lot of black people around. Sure. Some of my closest friends, my best friend is a black person. I've seen racism. I've seen it going through high school at Waldron firsthand. I seen it. But here's the thing is you have to be the change you want. Sure. And if you can't be the change you want, if you're just going to go out and you're going to destroy your own town, your right. own city, you're going to set it on fire, you're going to rob and loot black owned businesses, you're not doing anything but being the stereotype that you're trying to get away from. Well, I think they are. I, th- I, I, I agree to a certain degree with what you're saying. I, I think what they're doing is, um, first of all, let me just say right now, where we're at with the protest, the violent protest, I'm not on board with that. We're past the point of necessary violence. We're yeah. not there. Some would, some would shut me down right away with that. They would say, Robert, do you see any legislation passed? Nope. So therefore, it continues. Because they're doing it wrong. They're doing it wrong. You will not get anything done unless you take everybody around this country who is protesting and you go to Washington. Well, that's the thing though. I think there's steps to it. So I agree with you. I think that's where we're at now. That's where you have to go now. Um, I think before those types of protests, those types of silent messages were being seen. And it took me a while to come around to the Kaepernick because we were in just a peachy king way of life in the United States there for a while. Well, what drives me crazy about the Kaepernick situation is that when you look back on old NFL film, there's dudes sitting on the bench during the mm-hmm. anthem. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't, this is white, black, doesn't matter what color. There's several people who but have when, done this. But when they were interviewed, they never gave that reason right. for why they did it. Right. When and Colin Kaepernick was interviewed, he gave a specific reason which started and be, it All becomes a problem. Yeah. Well, that to them, yeah. Yeah. To the NFL and to the American society at that time. I, what I'm trying to get at is that I agree with you. It, it, it's, it's time for legislation. It's time for marching. Yeah. It's time for all that. But if you put that into place without these incidents, these, these, these overcorrections, as you call mm-hmm. it, um, I don't know if you get change. I don't know that you do either. That's the problem I have is – at what point is there going to be change? And when I'm seeing so much go on in these groups, 
because they're not one thing now. It's not just Black Lives Matter. No, and yep. It's several different small groups. And they don't wear uniforms. You have no, no idea who's who. It's no all muddied. What worries me, dude, is they don't know me. You know what I mean? They right. don't know me when right. I'm out with my family. Right. All they see is a white family. They don't know that my best friend is black. They don't know that, that I am all for equality. They don't understand that. My biggest fear is something happening to me or one of my children because of all of this crap. I think that's unfair. And I understand I, I, not that your fear is unfair or irrational. But when I see those protests, I don't just see all black people. No, I don't either. So for them to automatically assume white male is opposite of us. I, I, as a matter of fact, there's some of the Seattle, uh, Los Angeles. I mean, I can't tell you how many white people, Hispanic people, Asian people. I mean, it's a mixed bag no, of people of out there. So I, I don't know. The problem is, is what I can agree with you on is like, they don't wear a uniform and there's multiple groups now. Yep. So like whoever, whoever, I, whoever is in charge of the black lives matter protest, the, the initial protest, that message has been taken over and muddied and there's, I don't know how you fight back against it. So let, let, let's do an example here. Let's say you and I are in charge of the, of the protest and we go and protest. We promote it on Facebook. Hey, everybody, as much as you can, let's go silent protest, hold up signs. We'll do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, Joe Schmo across the street who saw the protest, but doesn't really have anything to do with us. He's an opportunist. Right. He's destroying windows and signs. Right. And then next thing you know, nobody's stopping him. So you get a crowd of people that right. are going in there and they're opportunists. They're like, oh, hell, Nike's over here. I'll right. take him. But to sit there and say that it's not just blacks. It's not just black people that are doing that. It's not. It's blacks, whites. It's opportunists. Oh, yeah. It's all colors and creeds. And those are the people that are giving the Black Lives Matter movement. A terrible a, name. But I don't know how you fight back against them and say, hey, because there's been examples of people fighting, saying, no, you're not going to do that here on this corner, but that ain't going to make news. No, it, no, it's not going to make news. The news is not about anything happy or positive, dude. Mm. It's not for that purpose. So, so how, my guess, my question, my ultimate question is, is how do you fight back against that if you are trying to go about things the right way? Because now the message is bigger than the actual initial group movement. Right. It's its own thing now. Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, if you're going to try to enact real change, you can't do it at home. Right. It won't happen at home. Right. And I'm not talking about filling the White House lawn or that sure. that, that beautiful uh, <laughs> monolith they have with the pond. Yeah, I yeah, seen yeah. a picture the other day. They did a rally, and it yeah. was full of people. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about every single group who is standing for equality and trying to get it done, getting in a car— going to Washington and filling the entire district of Columbia with people elbow to elbow, then you'll get some change and you'll get a little bit of change. I think change happens when you mess with somebody's pocketbook. Oh, sure. So like the bus systems in the sixties, the boycott of the bus systems that was starting to shut down. Mm -hmm. They weren't making money off that anymore. Um, I think those are the examples that you can do. So you really have to find a way. So like we had that conversation about whether or not athletes should do this or not. You don't think that costs their million billionaire owner any money when they refused to play because they didn't get a game out of that and almost threatened to shut the league down yeah but here's my thing like they got a phone call with the, the state representative for two hours so the nba players they, yeah, that's, they, that's what I was they pro protested that one game mm -hmm. you protested one game dude and right. then you were right back on the floor you were because here's the but here's the question though 
can you promote change if you're not visible to promote change? I don't believe so. So that's why somebody ultimately told them, and I believe it was Jordan actually who got involved and said, hey guys, you know, us veterans, let us be your walking sticks. Right. You guys need to play. Yeah, and, and I think that was the right the right option. I don't think they should have protest or protested a game. I, I don't think they should have because the idea is if you're going to protest one, you can't go back two days later and start playing. Okay, that that that's just too short of a time frame to say we're standing up for something. So you just didn't like you felt like it was just uh, I felt like almost it was like a, a political stunt. like a stunt. Yeah, it was okay. a stunt. Fair and enough. I was talking to my buddy about it the other day, and he hated it too. He agreed. He said that's ridiculous. It, if I, it's it's hard because Kenny um, uh, Kenny Smith on TNT yeah. he did the same thing, and you you want to believe that he's he was emotionally it was un, he couldn't be there, but some of it. Kind of at times you're like, eh, I don't know if I like the. But that's but. where this whole thing is getting so petty. Yeah, it, it's getting so petty. And I argued with somebody on Facebook like an idiot uh, about Ohio banning the use of a, a multicolored flag. There was a team that ran onto the field with one of the black and blue flags. Okay. And Ohio's uh, OHSAA was like, uh, uh-uh, we're yeah. not doing that. Yeah. I agree with that 100. percent Yeah. Keep hold that. It. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're gonna take a break real quick. He's going to give his thoughts on uh, that much more. We're going to talk. Uh, we've talked heavy about Black Lives Matter, man. We just dove into it. Yeah. Um, I've got to ask him some questions um, about hedonism. Okay. I'm going to ask him some questions about, uh, we'll talk more politics, obviously. Um, and, but, and we're going to get into some Twitter stuff in a little bit here. So a little more with Justin after this. Uh, you having fun? I'm having a great time. All right. We'll get back to it. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is the second part of our show, sitting here with Justin Jett. He's a uh, friend of mine. Not only a friend, I didn't even need to talk about this. He's uh, the assistant varsity basketball coach with me. We've been doing stuff. He's the assistant football coach for the varsity football team. Uh, he is the uh, Him and his brother are the head coaches of the middle school football team. Um, he has been a man. He's been doing things for Waldron, and we're very happy to have him. Uh, very lucky to have him, especially you and your brother. Um, they do big things for us. I can't believe I didn't even mention that. Yeah. This guy's like my right hand man. Yeah, we didn't even talk about it. Yeah, but it's all because of you, man. No, no, be, no. I wouldn't be doing it if you didn't give me the opportunity. So I, I asked him to coach baseball. He's like, "Yeah, I'll coach baseball. No problem. I'll coach baseball. Whatever the school needs, man. Man that has uh, given us his time for sure. Um, we were talking before the break yep. about uh, your thoughts on that team that ran the OHSA or the. Uh, the black and blue lives matter flag onto the field at the uh, in the OHSA shutting it down. So yeah, give us your opinion on that. Well, it's just I feel like the politics have got to get out of sports, and with them doing that, I felt like they took a, a, a firm stance on that, and I applaud it because it just seems like people are just kind of letting athletes do whatever. And although I do feel like athletes have a voice, I don't think politics belong in high school sports, especially. Let's say in an ideal world it shouldn't, right? Yeah. Uh, high school sports, it, it, it's tough because you're still developing. You're still developing the mind in an ideology. I, I don't think it belongs in high school sports because those ideologies aren't really strong yet. No. I would disagree with you in the sense of like at the at the pro level, we were talking about mm-hmm. this. And I know and I understand. I totally understand the uh, especially the fatigue that comes with uh these, these athletes and just yep. musicians and anybody other than a politician talking about politics because you go there for a distraction right. and then you're kind of, it's thrown in your face again. Right. The issue is, is that I think where the problem lies is that who are those 
people. Well, they're human beings, right? Yeah, absolutely. And because they're human beings, they're impacted just like you and me. I started this podcast. My very first episode of this podcast was to talk about Black Lives Matter right after George Floyd got murdered. Um, It was the only way I knew how to do it was to show a black man sitting down with a white man Mm -hmm. and having a friendly conversation, disagreeing on some things, but also, more importantly, showing that we can agree and showing our, our tolerances and our differences. I thought that was important. So I took the only platform that I knew how to try to help I don't know if change is the right word because, again, it was a one-episode thing, and I, I we're talking about it right now. So I think we're still doing our part. The issue is is that I think that's what they're doing. It's so prevalent, so in your face now that they're saying, no, I don't want to distract you from this. I want to hit you in the face every time with this. I don't care if I lose money. I don't care if you like me. I need you to make the change. I, I think that's why they're doing it. Yeah, so. and I agree with it, but it- – like the NBA thing, like it, it's got to be more than one game. I mean, if it, if it's going to be a statement, it needs make to be a, a statement. statement. Okay, shut it down. Fair shut enough. it down until you get changed. Don't allow basketball to make money until you get changed. If that's what you really want, but don't it, sit on one game and then show up the next. I will say this: I think uh, there is some there is something to be said about that. Um, first of all, NBA is my favorite sport. Sure, it's my favorite. Uh, I. I, I I'm a huge, diehard Michigan fan, University of Michigan uh, college football fan. Mm -hmm. I would say that goes first, and then it'd be the NBA. Um, But uh, I actually actually applaud Adam Silver and the things as far as the commissioners go. I I think the NBA, for the most part, is done over this, especially over the last five to six years. They seem to be in front of the domestic violence cases. Daniel Stern got in front, really changed the league, said, nope, you're not going to wear your, you know, your, your jeans and your normal attire. You're going to, you're going to look like a young professional. Mm -hmm. You're going to come to the games, take this game serious. I thought he did a good job of kind of cleaning that up. Um, So I think the NBA has done a really good job of kind of always being a leader when it comes to the sports where the NFL feels like they're always playing catch up. Right. With that being said, um, I think the NBA, the one blemish on the NBA this past year or at the beginning of the year would have been uh, that whole China back yeah. and forth because that's when you start selling your soul to the devil for right. the money portion, right? right? And what you're saying that kind of holds water with what you're saying was it's like, okay, we made a statement, but we did it for one game and now we're back at it. So yeah. it's like at the end of the day, they didn't want to impact their pocketbook for what they call their freedom. No, so, and all they really did was disappoint a bunch of kids. Here's the thing. I'm taking a, 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 a student home the other day, right? Before, is, before the, the, the uh, uh, protest. Okay. I'm taking him home. I said, how are you feeling? He says, I feel good. It was his first day running. Okay. okay? Cross country. And, uh, and this is a football player that yeah, should have been playing football. football that's now playing, they're now running cross country. playing football. He's running cross country to stay in shape. He's admittedly not one of our best athletes, but I commend him for putting in the extra work. Wants to work. Right. Yeah. And so I tell him, I say, hey, stretch, water, chill out. He says, oh, I'm about to watch the Bucks game. I'm oh. excited. I'm jacked First of up. all, I love that he's excited, but they were playing Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> he don't know. <laughs> it's okay. He claimed that was his team. Okay. I don't know. You know, whatever. Get it. That's cool. Good for him. So I, 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 I drop him off and I head out and I get on 127 and uh, I, I stop back at the school for something and I look at my phone for a second and protest sure and he's immediately the one i thought about i'm like oh he's about to be hurt because he just told me he was about to watch the game they they canceled it on him see yes i i I can't say anything that like uh, that that sucks yeah that sucks i mean i could show you like i could come back and say 
You know who's hurting worse. Like, yeah. you know who's got real problems. Sure. Like, the son of George Floyd. Yeah. Who doesn't have his father anymore. I absolutely like, agree So, with like, that. to me, when you compare those things, but, like, yes, just because... Just because somebody's skinnier than somebody else doesn't mean they can't be still fat to themselves. Right. Right. So everybody's kind of got their own thing. And that kid was truly disappointed in that there's there's definitely um, water to your statement. So I'm not going to, I can't even touch that. But I want to kind of transition to something. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. We, were, we talked politics, went to Black Lives Matter. We're coming back to politics a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this theory. Okay. And it kind of goes with where we're at right now. I think we the people are failing we the people. And this is what I mean. I, I'm, I'm getting tired. I, 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 I've had a point now, more in the last three or four years, um, where I have, and I think we, you've kind of moved away too. I, I, was a, I was a Democrat out loud because I was 18 and I voted for um, um, Barack Obama. I voted for Barack Obama again. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It would have been my first election. Would have been um, John Kerry. And John Bush, Kerry, right? yeah. because I just on the top surface, I was like, I don't understand Bush. I don't think he's empathetic. I don't think he's intelligent. Terrible. I don't like his policies. Didn't understand the thing, the war in uh, Afghanistan. All these things that don't matter now that have come back to really to Democrats were on the right side of in, in this mm-hmm. general sense of those arguments. Some people could still argue them, but it doesn't matter. I voted for John Kerry. Then Obama comes along and I'm like, I'm smitten. I'm more than smitten. I, I agree with I agree with you know his his approach on healthcare. I think there has to be this overchange, whether it's perfect or not, it has to happen. Right. Um, I'm I'm in Chicago on election night making a documentary because I, I'm compelled to be there. Again, I'm a young guy though, yep. and that's what you do when you're young. Yep. You're you're emotionally um, triggered. Absolutely. Still to this day, I'm an Obama guy. But so I'm, I'm 24, 25, 26. I vote for Obama again the second time. And now I'm getting to be about in my, I'm about 28, mm-hmm. getting in my, you know, the upper 20s. And I just say, I must be a Democrat. Because in the three elections that I've been a part, I've voted Democrat. Sure. Right? I did vote for Rick Snyder. I did not like how that turned out. But no. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because as far as Rick Snyder impacting me personally, I never saw it. Right. I saw it impact my mom. I saw it impact people around me, but I never saw it. Mm-hmm. So here's where I'm going with all this. I've been very disappointed in not just the Democratic leaders the last three or four years, the Democratic media. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning something about myself, which is why I would say anybody watching this, you should stop, hit the brakes on that bullshit right now. You are not a Democrat. You are not a Republican. You are an independent and you should be an independent. And if you vote for a Democrat your entire life because you lean left on certain things, that's great. That means you voted for the best candidate. But if you vote for a Republican one time or whatever party there may be in the future, hopefully more, then good for you. You voted with your brain instead of your heart because where I think we are right now, here's my theory. I know it's long-winded. Oh, you're good, you're good. My theory is this. We are so deep rooted now into the R and the D mm-hmm. that it it might as well be the block M yep. in that Buckeye O. Yep. Because it doesn't matter what horrible shyster is throwing the ball for the block M. I'm going to support them no matter what. And I'm going to start making excuses yep. for every shitty thing that my quarterback does off the field because it doesn't matter. Right. Because I represent this right. and anybody that opposes it is an idiot. Yep. 
That's garbage. It is terrible. That's where we are. And we, I see it on Facebook. I see it on Twitter. I see all the, the constant, like the back talk, the contradictions that come out and just, we've got a mutual friend. I'm not going to give his name and I don't want you to give his yep. name. Yep. Big, this big long post last night on, on Facebook I about his, his support. Good. I'm glad you support somebody, but within your message, you contradicted your own self Absolutely. about how all these things are happening right now on one person's dime, but yet you're saying they will happen and they will destroy America on the other person's dime. Right. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth, no. but that's where we are. Yep. We are blindly following like a sports team. Absolutely. What do you think? Absolutely. Oh, dude, I fully agree with you. And that's the thing though, is you don't even get called a Democrat anymore. Right. You get yeah. called a liberal. Liberal or a socialist. Yeah, or a socialist yeah. or a libertard or whatever yeah. the heck they want to come up with some bullshit. But it, it's disgusting is what it is because it shows our ignorance. Here's a fact. Okay, this is an actual fact, people. America is number two in the world in ignorance. Oh, yeah. Number two. You can Google this. No, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Number two. That, I, not good. When I was in college, uh, when, uh, when I was going to Bowling Green... Um, or I'm sorry, I apologize. When I was going to Eastern Michigan to become a teacher, mm. this was seven years ago, eight years ago. We were 26th in proficiency in the world in English. Mm. At that time, we were like 29th in math. We were 30th in a few other things. We were really low in science. Mm -hmm. We were number one in the world in confidence. Now, how the hell does that go hand in hand? That's because ignorance yes. takes place. That to me, so as, if anybody's listening to this, we're Joe Schmoes. We don't know don't our know ass nothing. from our hand. We don't know, don't nothing. know nothing. Your sister's ass, right? We don't know it. But what we do know is that you have to, at some point, you have to pull yourself away from what everything you've known up until this point, pull yourself away from it and say, I'm going to be better. Like you were talking about earlier, do the greater good. Bob Marley once said, man, they asked him why he does good things every single day. He goes, because bad people don't take a day off. That's right. So there's something to that. I don't know, man. I just, uh, I want better for us. So me personally, I am now calling myself an independent. I do lean left. I, 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 I cannot, I cannot vote for Trump personally. Um, but anybody who can, you'd have to sit down and explain to me why we will in a couple of weeks, by the way, that's a plug for the show, but, uh, but you want to say something, go ahead. Here's the only reason why I would vote for Donald Trump. Okay. It is because I know what I'm getting. I can't vote for Biden and Harris. First off, Biden's losing it. His mind is gone. Sure. Which means he will have a very short stint in the White House. So really what we're voting for is Harris. Okay. And I don't trust her for anything. You were talking about the uh, when her time as a um, prosecutor. As a prosecutor. You said she was putting uh, Absolute, dude, put this, innocent people away. Yes, and these are facts. These are things you can get online. You can find it. There have been people released from prison because of her, her uh, way of conviction. Sure. Finding conviction. Um, deemed wrong, you know, uh, these are things that have been proven about this woman. That's a character flaw that I can't stand because this is somebody who will take a life away in order to win. Okay. Now, I'm not saying Trump's any better. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that I know what I'm getting with Trump. So I'm getting that loud mouth, rude, arrogant cocksucker. 
<laughs> That's what I'm getting. But I don't know what I'm getting with Harris. Do you? That's what scares me. So I'm going to push back a little bit on something. I'm just going to ask you some questions. Yeah, please do. So you talked earlier about what could potentially happen um, if this country continues to go down a road about us fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Would you say we're fighting each other right now? Me and you? No, I mean society. Society? I would say that we are in a very, very heated discussion. That's happening under who's watch right now. Now, I, I am not by all means giving 100 years of oppression on Donald Trump. I'm no, not, I'm not no, saying no, that. No. I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm just trying to level the playing field with, if people think civil war is coming and it's happening under a leader right now that says he can control it all, I'm, I'm asking you, what has he controlled yet? He hasn't controlled his cabinet. No, you're, you're absolutely His handpicked right. cabinet who, he, he does, he's starting to turn on Fox News. Yeah. He, he's upset because they don't say yes to everything he does. You're right. I mean, what is it in his that he's controlling? Well, it, is everybody out to get Trump, or is Trump the person in the room that should be gone? I believe that it is more of everybody out to get him, and the so reason, the rest of us are sheep, and he's the brilliant man in the no, room. No, I don't think he's a brilliant man by any means, but he's smart enough to end up in that office. He found a way to get into that office, and he did it by playing on your emotions. He oh did yeah, it using keywords. Yeah. Small things. Here's the thing. The majority of, of Americans are assholes. They are. We are. Me and you both are assholes, whether we want to admit it or not, dude. I don't believe that at all. But go ahead. I, I don't care what you say, dude. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. We are. Dude, Rob, we're assholes, okay? Elaborate. And, continue. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that he played to those people. Okay. And he was able to pull off a victory, which... We can get into this later, but but the vote is 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 a joke. We got to come up with a better system of determining a president than the way we vote. One but, person, one vote. You don't think that works? No, I don't think it works because of the electoral college. Uh, a vote is categorized as the whoever or whatever receives the highest number wins. That's what a vote is. Right. But when it comes to a presidential election, that's not the case, and that was proven in two thousand sixteen. So the uh, popular vote was was Hillary was Hillary. Yeah. Popular vote uh, was uh, Al Gore in 2000. Electoral college has been on the Republican side of things. Always has been. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. Historically, I don't know the numbers, how much deeper it goes back than that. But that's uh, that's the that's how that worked. Um, And then the other two elections, Obama won in a landslide against Romney and uh, McCain. That McCain one was awful. And then George Bush killed John Kerry. Yeah. So those were those were atrocious. but, you know, the whole thing is that the system's flawed in that way because now do you not only have to appeal to everyone, all you got to do is win points. The issue is I, I, I've, come, I've kind of went back and forth in electoral college. I agree with you. Here's the thing. If, uh, if we're just talking about popular vote, one man, one vote, no electoral college, you're going to have – you got millions of people that live in, you know, these big urban cities, yep. all different creeds and colors. Mm-hmm. That now are have chosen a leader that can somehow impact you know rural town Montana, but I would say that's how it should be. I agree with you in the sense of you know a leader is supposed to have everybody in mind, and right. still you still have your difference of states, you still sure. have your state leaders, sure. it's still broken down that way. Yeah, I, I think the electoral college was designed mainly for those to say, hey, look, we can't compete with the, everybody that lives in these cities. Well, that's the thing is it was designed for the people who only work for a certain class of people. 
And so, and, and I don't really want to categorize it like that. I'm kind of uh, lost for words. Lost for words in that. But all right, we'll give you the out. Um, what, what sort of what I mean by that is it it levels the playing field. Okay. It makes it possible for a Donald Trump to win an election. Sometimes when you look at those those maps on election day, I will say this: there are a lot of red. Right. Sure. You got the, the Bible Belt red, you know, and mm-hmm. you've always got your swing states that could and that and Trump was able to flip Michigan. That's where his genius came in was Michigan, Wisconsin, yep. uh, Indiana. Ohio. Um, actually, Wisconsin's pretty, pretty red. But uh, yeah, Ohio, those swing states right there, that those Midwesterners yep. that kind of were like, you know, we just want to be left alone. But like, you know, you can convince yeah. me, you know, Um I mean, yeah, I, I can't disagree with you. The Electoral College. Well, I think Trump played into the American people at a time where there was this idea that the Democrats were just trying to give away everything to people. And the American people who are about hard work and earning your own and, and you know. But how can you elect a leader who's never done that? Like I'm being honest, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm, I'm literally. I'm, 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 I'm just looking at it objectively. I'm with you. I Donald Trump, my favorite. First of all, let me just say this first and foremost. I was a Donald Trump fan, not in politics, just as a person, no, as a businessman. Well, not even as a businessman. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. I am a diehard Jesus. wrestling fan. He was at WrestleMania 23. I was yeah. right there, hair versus hair match. Him and McMahon. Whatever. Bottom line is, I was a Donald Trump fan because of those reasons. Now. I, I don't think Trump's a Republican. I don't. He was a Democrat at one time. He's a. Tr- he's his own person. Absolutely. So how can somebody who's only running on a platform just to maintain power and ego represent somebody? Well, he and how can he have people blindly follow him and think that we're the sheep for it? Because he he used his platform and he used his success to say, "I know how to do this." I understand the first time around. Right. I'm but, talking about how can he continue to do it? Because he his, showed his hand. His excuses are that he's getting blocked at every turn. Everything he tries to do is a dogfight. Okay, that's cool. Guess who else had to deal with that? Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Absolutely. Who had great ideas? Donald Trump was the leader of the birther movement. Right. And it's funny because here's the other thing, though, is uh, uh, something I did see on Joe Rogan's podcast today is uh, he mentioned that he blames Obama for Trump's victory because Obama made fun of him at the whatever ball it was. And he said at the president's ball. Yeah. Yeah. He he said, I know this exactly. There's one thing you'll never be. And that's president. Yeah. Yeah. And so he blames him for it. I think we can blame Hillary for why Donald Trump is president sure. and the DNC and the DNC sure. screwing Bernie Sanders. And yeah, because I think that's, that's a guy who's been getting a bum rap, dude. Yeah, that's uh, terribly. Um, okay, I think we've talked a lot about politics. I want to uh, ask you: Do you know what hedonism is? Uh, I couldn't just I couldn't tell you. All right, so last episode I had Kelvin Solons on. He he dropped it in casual conversation, like I should know what hedonism is, and I, I'm embarrassed to say that I had to go and look it up afterwards. But hedonism is the uh, pursuit of pleasure. Okay. Okay? It says it is the, at its core, um, it is the one thing that man, woman, should absolutely try to achieve every day uh, before anything else. It is the sole reason that you should live. And I was thinking about this, and I think about this this past week. 
Dude, there's some real fatigue that comes with this bullshit that we deal with every day. Dude, it's like, strenuous. And, and especially, especially when you can't go to sports for a distraction right now. And even though I can understand why, you maybe can't, and I get it. And you can understand why, but you you still want the distraction. And I get it. It makes me sometimes sit here and say, you know what? I should only be pursuing only things that bring me pleasure Absolutely. every day. Now, Absolutely. there's to its core, there's some selfishness there. I'm going to get deep on you with this one. But what do you think of this idea of hedonism? And let's just start with your original thoughts, and then we'll, we'll dive in deeper. Go ahead. Okay. So I believe that it is absolutely necessary. I believe that I see so many of my friends who are miserable okay. every single day. They make good money. They have good jobs. But they, they have great lives. But I know they're miserable. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you can look at someone and be like, yeah, dude, you got nice clothes and shoes. You drive a nice car. You make great money. But you're, you're, but you're dude, it's you're, a mask. You're miserable. It's a mask. I can tell. And it's because of that. It's because they go out every day and they do more things that they don't want to do than things they do want to do. They do things more that disgust them than bring them pleasure. Sure. I stopped doing it. I quit doing it. Yeah. And, and I had this conversation with my fiance, Ashley. And I told her, babe, I don't want to live like this no more. I'm tired of it. I'm so sick of putting on a front yeah. for people. Working for people, yes. not for yourself. I'm tired of working for somebody else. Mm -hmm. I work hard. Dude, yeah. I make it a mission to work hard. This is what you ran on first. I'm going to beat that. Sure. Every day. Sure. Every single day. Nothing's going to stop me. So I'm giving more than what I'm getting. Right. And then at the end of the day... Doesn't matter. Where's the rewards from that? There is that no should reward. match the hard work. Well, and that's the thing is people want to act like, oh, your reward is you get to keep a job that yeah. provides for your family and yeah. you get insurance. No, dude. I'm miserable. Yeah. I go home miserable to my kids. They see it on my face. Yeah. It affects them. It does. It has. It does have long-term effects on their kids. But it, it, Absolutely. You know, uh, I turned down a job that would have been very lucrative. More money than I could have even imagined. Jim Carrey's dad worked for a business for over 20-some years, loyal to the end, and they let him go. Absolutely. And he told Jim Carrey when he was young, he said, um, why work for someone, why work your entire life for something and you can still fail yep. instead of pursuing something for yourself? That's what I mean. And, and the whole thing is, like I was saying earlier before we even started this, dude, I should have done what I'm doing now 10 yeah. years ago. Yep. If I'd have known that I would be but you didn't. this happy. Yeah. Because right now, like, I'm not making what I was making at my job. Right. Sometimes I'm making more, but in the overall thing, when you add in the taxes and things sure. like that, I'm making a little less, but I'm happier than I've ever been. See, to me, what you did was part of your process and your journey. It's like you wouldn't have maybe came to this, this revelation in your head if you weren't in a place where you could at least be comfortable living or comfortable with your fiance and your kids, get them in a place where you feel comfortable taking a risk on yourself like this. Absolutely. And, but at the end of the day, it is, it does feel like, it does feel like bullshit. It's like, man, if I had known I would have been this, I, this version of your success 10 years ago, just by taking a chance on myself, I would have done it. That's why I, I'm with you, man. That's why like I'm telling everybody now, like being independent, yeah. don't, Stop with the emotional based everything. Yes. Strive for information, not affirmation. When you get information that goes against how you're normally feeling, sit in that for a minute. Yes. Sit there for a minute and find out, be like, okay, I'm uncomfortable with this because I must innately been a part, a product of whatever. 
Something programmed me not to like this. Right, but why? Right. And now, what happens if I do like it or I accept the data and I live in that world now? Well, and that's the thing is then you go with fear. Right. Are my peers going to accept me if I'm doing this? Conformity. Yes. And that is the thing. That was my biggest thing against the police reform is that, and not just police reform, but all of us do it within our jobs. Um, I agree. Good but, shit. Dude, man. I tell you what, I couldn't do this without Ashley. Yeah. She's, I could not she's do it without rock. Ashley. Dude, she is absolutely amazing. I mean, she pushed me to do this is sure. the thing about it. She made sure I knew that it was okay not to go back to that job. She's more than your muse. Muse is one thing, but uh, she's, you know, she's your purpose. Dude, I can't tell you enough. Like, And you're talking to somebody who did not look that hard into a relationship. Yeah. Who I, I call bullshit when people will say that about people. <laughs> like, nah, dude, I don't want to hear that. But it, it reigns true. I mean, she... She supported my move, and yeah. she's been right there to pick up any pieces that I've dropped. And now she's trying to do some things too, right? Yeah, and I mean, she's so, doing her own and you're, things. But you're returning the favor. Absolutely. I'm doing so. whatever I can to help her with it. You got a good one, Ashley. <laughs> hey, so listen, we only got a couple minutes left. Here's what I wanted to try to do. We're going to go 10 deep with Twitter. Let's do it. Just give me two, three, four words of what you think in your head when I, okay. when I talk about it. I thought this would be fun. We're going to go down Twitter. We're going right. to look up what's trending right now. And uh, I'll just, we're going to go to top 10 things that are trending on Twitter right now. Let's see what they are. All right. Number one, looks like uh, Giannis. Give me, give me your, just original, your opinion of Giannis. Giannis yeah. is the best player in the league with uh, probably the fourth or fifth best team around him. Okay. Next one. The Bucks, you talked about them. We'll go past them. Tom Seaver, do you even know who he is? No idea. Tom Seaver was an old baseball pitcher. He was a Hall of Famer, uh, 75 years old. I guess he died today. Any thoughts? Uh, I mean, <laughs> don't he, he made it to 75. All know? right. That's All right. Better than most. AEW Dynamite, you know what that is? Yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch MMA and do real fighting. Okay. okay. Next thing, we're going to fly through these. Tyler Joseph, I think that's. Uh, uh, 21 Pilots. 21 Pilots. Not a big fan of the band. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're just going to skip over what he said. Dragic. Goran Dragic. Yeah. Absolute monster. Dude's Underrated. Uh, the hashtag R-H-O-B-H. You know what that stands for? I have no idea. Neither do I. Next one. Middleton. That's going to oh, be Chris, uh, Middleton? Chris Middleton from the Bucks. Oh, super underrated player. Um, probably doesn't play as good if he's away from the Bucks and Giannis, but... Very solid. Okay. Number nine is Miami. What's your thoughts on them? <laughs> Heat Dolphins or Rays or whatever their baseball <laughs> team is. Who, what are we talking about? Dolphins are trash. I'm, I'm, assuming, trash. I'm assuming it's the Heat. Uh, Jim, Jimmy Buckets is going to do something special for them. We'll see. I think they might have won the night. We don't know. Uh, looks like they did. They won at the buzzer. Jimmy, buzzer. Jimmy Butler wins at the buzzer. All right, last one. I'm just going to go to number 14 just to hear you say, give me three words. Sex is great, but have you? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh boy. my man Dude. Justin Jett, he's a buddy of mine, he's a friend. This was Conversations with Friends, episode one, episode 10, all Let together. Me say one last thing. Please. Go ahead. I want to shout out the, uh, the Waldron Spartan football team for losing something they love, but picking something else up that they don't love just to Preach. stay ready for basketball season. For sure. Those kids have done something that is absolutely amazing, and they are outworking their competition right now. You heard it, Justin. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, man. See you on the road. Subscribe! Damn it! Subscribe! See ya.